What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Cardboard Coaches. You've got Cardboard Coach Go here. I'm the cartel. Damn right you are. So today, today is a very special day because uh, we know that there's a bunch of new collectors coming in literally by the minute into the hobby. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about how to get started and uh, several different things that you definitely need to know. But uh, I mean, I guess on the topic of that, how about we talk a little bit about that Toronto Star article that dropped yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. It's very cool, man. Uh, you uh, you sent me that link. Um, it's a it's a it's a local store here, Dolly Sports Cards. Those guys are great. I've had nothing but good interactions with those guys at their store and at shows. And uh, I will admit, I didn't. Uh, I kind of uh, perused the article. You skimmed uh, it. <laughs> I didn't skip it. I didn't skip it. I, I, I perused it. And there's been a lot of similar articles coming out that I'm sure people are noticing in their local papers and also in bigger publications. Yeah. But there it is, right? There's the hobby right there. Uh, you see your the similar surroundings and trappings and packs, and and there it is, the hobby getting out there into the mainstream, right? So, and and as someone again fairly new to the hobby, you're seeing that, and that's what is that encouraging? What? How does that make you feel? That's uh, yeah, definitely encouraging, especially because there are definitely moments where, I mean, I can't even tell you how much I've poured into this so far since I've started, mainly because I when I go in into anything, I go full tilt. And, uh, you know, I can't really get my hands on anything trout, but I want to definitely have everything I need moving forward. I, I think of things, at least in the hobby, in like a three to five year window. So as long as I've got enough to, to have the demand there for my products in the next three to five years, I mean, ideally before three years, but like peaking at three to five years, then I'm happy, right? Uh, and that kind of ties back into what I was talking about last episode, where I think it, it's at the very least going to be on the way up, if not stay up for the next three to five years. I could be completely wrong because who the hell am I? But uh, yeah, so it's definitely encouraging to see. And I mean, that's part of the reason why I pass along those articles, right? Like, I mean, when I see one of those, I'm like, oh, look, I did it. I actually, I, I am on the right path, you know? And then, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, I think one of the other important elements now, I've never had to fully deal with this. I obviously dealt with it back in the day because I started off when I was really young. But another uh, thing that it helps out is this concept. Uh, a lot of people out there may have trouble wrapping their head around, you know, a friend or family member's new hobby and what they're doing with these little pieces of cardboard. And so it's legitimized a little bit when you can whip out the Toronto star and say, look, this is what's going on. This is the excitement surrounding it. This is the money involved in it. And I think that that helps people understand a little bit. I mean, especially in the world of Pokemon and stuff like that, you've got a lot of explaining to do yeah. uh, when dealing with all these colorful cards and slabs and, and, and people trying to make sense of it. And they're like, what's going on with this? It seems a little childish. Um, and then it gets a little bit more legitimized that way. I mean, when when real-time investors are jumping in, no one can talk shit anymore. You know, now, now they're like, oh, you've piqued my attention. It's like, I've been saying all along, you bastards. Right. Yeah, that, 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 you know, the, the idea of, you know, the big, the, 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 the big, uh, the big wigs coming in, the big ballers, the, the fractional ownership uh, companies coming in and, and taking, uh, taking part in it. Again, all just legitimizing it and, and, and making it that much more, uh, mainstream and accepted as a form of both uh, hobby and investment. So Speaking that's, of that's big cool. wigs jumping in, dude, talk to me about the Scott Gomez thing, man. Cause that's you briefly Scott. mentioned it. And I told you to basically stop what you're doing right now, because I need to know on the podcast, what the hell is this guy's causing all this commotion about? Scott, Scott Gomez is, is, uh, live and loud on instagram yeah he's uh he's got a great account if you're not following it you should be following it again started. former new jersey devil former champ scott gomez uh a hockey hero amongst us all and yeah he's, he's getting involved heavily in the instagram community and it's funny you know that that that's something that people really uh getting turned on to the last couple of weeks I, I'm, I'm like i'm there having a conversation with scott gomez in one of my that's posts crazy that's super cool right crazy and, and, it's hard for me too, because that was kind of the heyday when I was, uh, you know, in school and following the sport. Scott Gomez was one of the big names that everybody wanted is OPG Chrome. I believe rookie card was, uh, was one of the, uh, OPG and tops Chrome, uh, speaking of cards that were hot yeah. yesterday. 
Um, and uh, there's a lot of that going on. You can, you can, you notice uh, people kind of try to shout out their favorite players on a post and the players either respond or they check out, look, even if they look at it and you see that, that, that verified check mark, it's a big deal. And people uh, put it up on their stories and that's exciting. That is a level of accessibility and interaction that just wasn't there years ago. And that's, and like, that's a great point. You know, that's another big thing that's kind of fueling this and mainstreaming it. And Scott Gomez is offering, you know, his hockey cards and giveaways. He might be out there trading. You might sell some cards to him. So that's, that's pretty cool. That's unbelievable. Do you think that people, some people will acquire like those rookie cards to have the opportunity to be listened to by those people, Do you, like, or by those athletes? Yeah, why not? You know, uh, I, well, I did notice a lot, a lot more Scott Gomez PC collectors out there all of a sudden. <laughs> and that's cool because listen, um, if you're, if you're a young kid and all of a sudden you're talking to Scott Gomez, maybe you've never seen him play hockey. Um, you see his name, look him up on YouTube. Again, all these things we couldn't do years ago, look yeah. him up on YouTube. Boom. He new favorite player. They, they hit eBay. They're, they're buying cards from the nineties and the OOs that they never knew existed posting those up. Maybe that's driving some, uh, so, some more demand for those, uh, for yeah. those sets and for that era, which is kind of a bit of a it's just era, but wonderful yeah. to watch man it actually is wonderful to watch absolutely and I, I, it's double probably double interesting someone new to the hobby coming in like wow not only are you know is there a community uh, cardboard community but there's also you know celebs and and athletes all good stuff man so let's talk about how if i'm intrigued okay and i'm, I'm on the outside we talked a little bit about if we want to get in in uh and get quantity that you've got to buy um, pre-order stuff. Let's talk a little bit about what I should be buying if I right. if I if I'm not buying pre-order stuff, or even if I do buy pre-order stuff. What am I looking for? You know, like how do I know that I've got a, a damn good card? Yeah, and that's a you know, it's a great thing. I mean, there's a lot of similar podcasts coming out right now. People are going to start talking about entering the hobby and that sort of thing. It, I'm I'm actually fairly passionate about getting the information out succinctly and intelligently um, so that people can, can be, uh, can be helped out with that. Right. And applies to you. We have, these are kind of some of the conversations you and I have, like I've, I've mentioned before, uh, you have pointed out some players to get on top of. It's great, man. Listen, you, you kind of threw it out there at the beginning of the world series. You're like, Brendan Lowe, he's, he is, or, or sorry, he's Lau. I think yeah. Nick Lowe and, and Brendan yeah. Lau, Lau, you're like, this guy's going to explode. He, he's not, it's, there's not going to be this long period of time where he's playing like this. You went out and you supported that by actually buying some of his stuff. There you go. It's one thing to talk about it. And that's kind of paying off. We're going to see how that series goes. Fingers crossed, man. Tightly contested. I'm out of Walker Bueller. Thank goodness. That's I've got crazy. Coming back from PSA, but I'm we'll see in five years how that feels though. I got rid of all, all my holiday Walker Bueller graded stuff earlier today. Just boom, just like that bend, right? Because of the performance. Anyway. Yeah. Amazing performance. Right. But anyways, uh, so yeah, I, I'm pretty passionate about kind of uh, putting together some primers. And I might actually be doing that on my Instagram stories coming up. Uh, I always want to help people out that way. So let's talk about if, if we're going to just use baseball as the example. Let's do it. Um, it's probably again, the most complicated sport to get a rookie card from though. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you might be right. You might be right because of the layers of Bowman first. There's just right. so many different so, sets. So let's talk about that. As you and I have discussed previously, personally, the RC logo is not always what it seems. Yeah. Um, it's iconic. Tops loves to use it. Uh, it looks good. That's fine, but it can obviously be a little deceiving not not intentionally deceiving but it can kind of steer you the wrong way so yeah. when you're looking at baseball players you're looking for two things you're looking for that rc logo and you're looking for the first which indicates the first bowman card which is generally released before that players in the in the big leagues there's also going to be cards in between the prospects cards right um i'm trying to think of a quick example off the top of my head uh 2018 bowman uh, or a 2017 or 2018 bowman acuna would not be an rc or a first right um, because I believe he's 2016 and then his rookie cards will pop up in 2018 top space. So um, first Bowman is first Bowman, pretty easy to get a handle of. Uh, RC rookie cards we'll get to in a second here. So there are base cards like we saw this year in 2020 series one and series two. They're going to make Chrome versions of those cards in tops Chrome. Those are always early releases. And then you're going to have Bowman, which is a totally different set that's going to include those 
first cards and some rookie cards. So a Bo Bichette rookie card does exist in Bowman. It's a legitimate rookie card. And it does exist in top series one. Again, legitimate rookie card. Bo's first Bowman goes back a few years, right? Um, I'm not the complete expert on the precise years there. I think it's something I think it might around. be like 2017. I want to say 16 or 17. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad it's 2016. We're in yeah. Toronto, so obviously we keep track of those guys. Um, so again, I was also telling you about how, for example, an update, we are going to get a lot of rookie card debuts, right? So it's going to be the, a picture of the player debuting uh, in one of his early games. It will have the rookie card logo, but it's not a base rookie card. So those, those are less valuable, you're saying? They are going to be less valuable. Um, okay. You know, the Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, update rookie debuts are popular. They sell well, but they're never going to sell on the level of the Series 2 rookie card. Yeah. Uh, and again, the Chrome is a reflection, a parallel type of variation of the base card in its own set. And then it has its own refractors and parallels. Some people don't like to call the parallels rookie cards. I'm okay calling them rookie cards. They're just a different version of the rookie card, numbered, different color. So we have differing opinions, not necessarily about the value of the like paper base versus Chrome base, because I'm a type of guy who loves shiny shit. Right. I, I love how smooth, I love how crisp it looks sure. when it, like the Chrome, the, uh, it just shines so nice. Like I also got a few Sapphires. For those of you guys who don't know what Sapphire is, it's just a type of parallel where it like, it almost looks diamond-esque. I'm not, yeah, I'm like are, a magpie, man. Those are exclusively released as their own set. So you're not going to yeah. find those in Topps Chrome. Yeah. Obviously your retail. Which um, by the way, so, their so, yeah. pack is and, stupid expensive. We, we don't really have a disagreement when it comes to the paper and chrome. I, I prefer the chrome as well. The paper is kind of the base version. Absolutely. I think you might be confusing it with me preferring a, a base rookie from series one. Like from certain people. Uh, no, 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 no. When it comes to the first, the Bowman first, it will always be chrome that is superior. And again, yeah. that's the parallel that would come from the same product, same box. See, I'm so learning as we go. What's that? We're, I'm learning as we go. So there you go. Now, and another, this, this kind of, this, this that I'm going to give you now is a little bit off the beaten path that I think is a little more advanced. And that is that there is a huge popularity associated with the update sets every year. Um, they do have strong base rookies most of the time. Last year, not so much, 2019. Uh, it was mostly Keston Hira and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. 2018 is a, a huge one that really popped it off because we saw Acuna, Soto, Otani, Glaber Torres, it was stacked. Yeah. Uh, Soroka, who's a favorite of mine. Um, but uh, it, it became a very popular set. Look, the 2011 Topps Trout rookie card is, is an update. So it has its own standing um, kind of cult popularity. So if you have a base card, and so you were looking, when you were buying Tatis and some of these other cards, you were noticing that the Chrome essentially was selling for more yeah. than the Series 2. I would say that if Tatis had an update rookie last year, not a rookie debut, but a regular RC like a logo straight up update. Else on the card, the, that that would be the superior card. So I'd rather own an Acuna update versus an Acuna Chrome, uh, which is a different photo altogether anyways, because it came out not to parallel. He didn't have a series one or a series two. Yeah. So, but when it comes to Tatis, clearly people would, would kind of gravitate to the Chrome. Uh, there's it's generally amazing. not a huge price difference anyway between Chrome and the base that we've yeah. noticed. So, so we covered rookie cards. So rookie cards are 100%. So yep. first Bowman first, we said um, Chrome are the most desirable, but if you can't get Chrome paper works, uh, if you're looking for that RC logo, try to stay away from the debuts. Don't get sucked into those. Um, what you about autographs? If you want, but it's not the primary investment. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, let's say that we're trying to, I, and, and I think that this is important to establish. Like, I think it's important to establish, are you going to be a collector or an investor or both, right? If you're going to be if both, you wanna, if you wanna then you have to find to a, what you want to PC or personally collect. And if you're just trying to be an investor, then you definitely want to stay away from those debuts. Yeah. If you want to go back to step negative one, absolutely. What yeah, are, you doing? Yeah. are you collecting? I think most people will tell you they're doing both, right? No one's really exclusive sure. just PC. Sure, there, there might be some, but for the vast majority of us, we're doing both. 
And again, the same things kind of apply because let's say you are PCing Ronald Acuna Jr. You want his best and most interesting. Well, exactly. Yeah. You want to be out there looking for those. For sure. Um, there are going to be autograph parallels, essentially, of a lot of the base and Chrome rookie cards. And of course, it's going to exponentially kind of increase your investment. You know, every time that player plays well, if the base bumps up five bucks, the autograph is going to bump up 25 to 50 bucks. So those are great, and they tend to be a little tougher to acquire. Um, there are on-card autographs. There are stickered autographs. Some people really don't like stickered autographs. Uh, I'll give you an example. The, the, the Topps Chrome Megabox uh, Otani autograph that I own that I love so much, which is a sticker autograph. Very low population, not very many made. I'm okay to sacrifice the fact that it's a sticker autograph and not yeah. on A lot of people tell me, oh, man, it's not an on-card. But look, it still has its own desirability and, and limited uh, number printed but yeah you obviously think, people love on-card autographs do you think at some point like you're gonna be like okay there's too many damn rules do you know what i mean like you're like That's... the sticker we're talking yeah. like rc but only if it's this like and i'm just playing yeah. devil's advocate here you know what i mean like yeah and that, and i think what just what happens naturally through the community is certain certain guidelines are established in terms yeah. of what is preferred you're always going to still have personal preference. That's kind of the cool thing. There's so much. I mean, one of the things that gets talked about a lot is the sheer amount of volume of cards out there and how that, you know, affects the whole deal. Because, you know, certainly back in the 80s, 90s, you didn't have this profound amount of, of, of choices when it came to players and teams and, and sets. So many different options out there. But, uh, there are some guidelines that kind of get set um, in the world of hockey. Um, the guidelines that get set that we touched on last time was what's popular. Young Guns rookie cards are popular. Future Watch autograph rookie cards are popular. Cup is popular. Um, you find out one way or the other what's not popular. I used to collect Ultimate uh, out of 99 autographs. So it's out of 99. They're rookie cards. Great. Come to find out, you know, they have nowhere near the collecting value of Ice Premier rookie cards, which are out of 99 and far more popular amongst collectors. Uh, you just kind of you kind of get a feel for it. You watch the market, and you kind of kind of tend to see what what happens. We've we've seen some new uh, occur uh, uh, new developments over the past year. Uh, we talked about second year cards are now very popular. That didn't used to be a huge factor. Yeah, literally in other sports, um, you know, it might might have been a factor in, in baseball going into the vintage stuff and hockey going into vintage stuff. But all of a sudden, that became a big thing. And um, yeah, kind of what became desirable shifts so that that could change for all we know. I can't get behind it. You know, I just won't. It's like second year is it's not a rookie, you know, like it's just not a rookie. Yeah. And like at, that, at this point, you might as well have like his retiring year. I mean, I think the one thing that does kind of make sense, at least for me, and like I'm not going to go out of my way to invest in it. But like the first championship card I'm hearing like being tossed around there. So like the, the, the card of the year that he won the championship or the year after, I don't know what the hell the rules are, but I think that would be pretty cool. Especially I mean, if there was like a, some sort of parallel for that championship. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And you know, people went nuts over LeBron's first Lakers cards. I, I think that kind of feeds into the uh, PC and the collector mentality because all yeah. of a sudden there are LeBron collectors that want to celebrate the first Lakers card. So of course that's going to drive up value and then the investors will pop onto that so if someone wants to say second year cards are, are getting big there will be a demand from people who collect if a guy's collecting Luka Doncic and wants to you know forego the expensive rookie cards and go for the second year I'm not going to fault him and people will take advantage of that pumping up prices and, and being aware that people are collecting I think that's actually very important and I don't even know if you meant to touch fun is like I think that we should I mean, even if you're investing, you gotta, you gotta believe in what you're buying. Do you know what I mean? So like, if you think that this is worth the money that you're paying for it, then someone else out there must as well. And if they are, they don't yet, sure. they might, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. under the right circumstances, they will. Yeah. So it's, uh, you, you don't go buying random shit because like so-and-so says it's a good buy, like do your research, do your homework. And enjoy, enjoy the process, man. Watch a few damn games. Watch this guy's highlight reel. Like, I don't, don't be investing in people you don't even know, like, and how to pronounce their name. Do you yeah, know you, what I mean? And I say this very loosely. Jump on bandwagon. I always mispronounce. I always say Louis, Louis Robert instead of Louis sure. Robert. I just, 
I'm like, I, the guy I, I is switch between the Cuban. two, depending on what international situation I'm in. Yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, and listen, we come from the hockey world where pronouncing people's names. Woo, Just uh, I love watching breakers suffer. But yeah, um, yeah no, that's uh, th- these 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 are all uh, these are all good points. Uh, again, it just comes kind of kind of comes back down to uh, what you're going to be looking to collect. And, and you made a good point there. You can jump on a bandwagon and make a little bit of money if that's what you're looking to do. But the bandwagon's already started. So you kind of exactly. think, think you're behind the game. The best hits I've ever had, uh, when I say a hit, I mean just like in terms of eyeballing uh, potential investment opportunity, not a hit from a pack, um, <laughs> tend to come from my own hunches and doing something on my own. I'm not concealing it. I'll talk to friends about it. I'm not necessarily putting it up in lights, but yeah. uh, those, those, those have been some of the, the, the yeah. biggest hits uh, for me are not, not coming from the avalanche tidal wave of a big uh, bandwagon. It's just something on the side that I kind of observe. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to grab some of these and put some money into it. And that being said, you do it, you do it confidently. Like, like you said, if you're like, you, you, you wanted to put money into Lau, you did it. Um, and you did it by buying the Chrome autograph rookie card. Um, you didn't do it by buying a bunch of the base. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. It's all dependent on your budget. I'm not going to yeah. uh, you know, deride you for only being able to afford Opichi uh, marquee rookies versus yeah, exactly. young guns. Do yeah. it. Um, you'll, you can still make money that way, particularly if grading gets involved, maybe. But um, yeah, so what we covered with the rookie card and first and all that kind of stuff gives you an idea of what you want to focus on when you're buying. Um, condition is important condition very coming straight out of the pack as i have learned lately as you've heard me rage about with it's cut, this cut by a blind butcher control lately is a whole wide variety of, of condition that your cards are coming out of they're not all coming out beautiful squeaky clean don't don't be you know don't be convinced by some of these instagram post postings that all it takes is going to your local walmart open a pack send it to psa <laughs> swimming in thousands it happens <laughs> it happens but um condition is important and that's why PSA was created, uh, SGC. When I was grading back in 98, I was using the original SGC and BGS started in about 97, 98, around there. Uh, I thought it was a bit of a conflict of interest. Nonetheless, they blew up and they've been here for many years now. Um, and they were created to create a grading scale so that when you're buying online, which is a huge thing, that you know what you're getting. And of course, if you want to be a top-notch investor, you want the highest grades. There's no question of the condition of the card. Uh, you probably have the lowest pool of of that cards in that con- of that card in that condition, and it will hold the value for you. Right? Nothing wrong with buying raw. It's just kind of adding another layer into this whole conversation when it comes to condition and subjective. I think an important thing to note is. Um... If you see anything on a card that's less than a nine, at least right now, chances are it's not worth a hell of a lot. It actually might even be worth more without the grade than it is with that that eight or eight and a half. Because, and it's just how the hobby is right now. It just, it means it's so far away from like perfection, so far away from like what you, like what, is most desired that it becomes least desired. So yeah. please, please, please. And I mean, if you're doing it just for you and because you want a graded card, that's, yeah. that's all on you because I, I have, and uh, Cartel has seen, I had a few that were uh, in the eight, eight and a halfs and I've got an eight, but the minute you try to move those, you know, you're the you're slim pickings here, man. Like people, no. they're not buying eights unless they're buying like, a Fleer Jordan or something that is vintage. hella vintage. vintage. You know what right? I mean? Like that's the so, only way that eights are moving. So please, please, please try to stay away from those eights. If you're looking to make money off this. Right. Right. So two things there, the first, the, 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 the first big thing that, that you, you mentioned there is, yeah, unless you're talking about vintage, I mean, that's really, that's really it. So, um, you, you, you do want to be careful about, grades because they're printing a lot of these modern cards and there's enough of them to go around we just want to look for the ones that are mint near uh you know and and, and better uh the, the second the the second point that you made there i'm trying to organize my thoughts here as best as yeah. i can i love my ufc hangover going yeah. on we're recording after Habib's, uh, victory there 
Note to self. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the second point that you said is that some cards are better off in a one-touch or a top loader, um, and you're going to do better. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you based on experience that this is the case. In the world of hockey, we love our upper deck cup RPAs, the rookie patch autograph. And uh, I hope, uh, and we will be having guests here very soon on Cardboard Coaches. I have someone lined up. There could be no one better to discuss some of these high-end hockey cards with. It's going to be really great. Not gonna Damn right. Any, not going to reveal anything yet. Keep you on your, on your uh, edge of the Good. seat. But, you know, cup RPAs, a lot of people say, oh, you got all these great RPAs. Why don't you grade some of them? This one I'm looking at looks very good. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, um, even the ones that look great, maybe I will send that in. But the reality is there's so much that can go wrong. There are exactly instead of four. It's on 180 point stock. Uh, you, you turn some of these around. It looks like there's a wedge. It, 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 there's a million things that can go wrong. So they look so great in a one touch. And they're just so beautiful, you know, it, it may be better to keep it raw with a subjective near mint mint grade versus putting it in a situation where it's in a case where someone's like, oh, it's a 7.5. You don't want to see that. I think that's the point you're making, right? You don't want to see that versus. I got a question. So recently on eBay, I saw a Gavin Lux. Uh, so I think it was a Bowman first out of 50 auto, but it was graded an eight. And I think that was probably the, the first time I had to make a decision. I'm like, hmm, like, do I buy this eight and attempt to crack it? And I say me crack it very loosely because you're the one that cracked the last time. So for those of you guys who don't know, I got cardboard cartel is a monster when it comes to breaking feel. those. Um, we honestly, we, we subbed or we sent two of the, the broken subs or the ones we cracked in. Thankfully, there was so only I'm, a couple I'm very, in this very mission, curious right? to see what we're going to get. Yeah, thankfully, there was only a couple. And uh, you saw how intense it gets. There's plastic flying everywhere. There's blood. It's intense. So I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that being said, I'll tell you personally what my play is. I've been in that situation before. Desirable card. Um, maybe it's a card I really want for my PC. Uh, it's in a not desirable case. I'll buy it knowing that I'll probably get that Lux out of 50 autograph, which is very limited and has probably yeah. great value right now because he is still a prospect regardless of his not so great performance. Um, I would get that card knowing I'm probably going to get it for cheaper than a raw card, which is hilarious. Someone which is and that's a and crazy effort. segue, right? Like, dude, like how are you getting a graded card and the someone, grading process costs like 20, $25 right, minimum. You need to have it graded, went through all the rigmarole. I'm going to probably score it for less than I would raw. And then I have a choice to make. I, well, the first part is without question, I'm going to break it out. If it looks really nice, doesn't have, you know, any, uh, there may be a surface issue, particularly because it's Chrome. Um, I can just put it away in my collection. Or if I open it up and I'm like, these guys were crazy. What were they thinking? Giving it an eight. You may want to resubmit to the same company, by the way, never discount resubmitting. Yeah. Uh, you're not just like, oh, well, PSA said eight, so let me try BGS. Um, you can resubmit. I've seen this happen a million times. You resubmit it and get a better grade. It's um, different eyes, you know what I mean? But one of the plays is just break it out of that case, put it in a nice one touch, looks beautiful, and you're done with it. So I, I think that would be a great opportunity. So you're right in that situation. You, you have to be careful. And grading, I mean, I guess we're talking a little bit more about grading now. I mean, it is going to be a bigger topic on one of our podcasts, yeah. but just a very quick summary, and then we should probably real move on. quick, and then we're going to talk about breaking out of those layers of fat. We're going to get into the fitness. Damn we're right. Get into the process of getting ripped while you rip, and you're going to stack not just slabs of plastic, slab <laughs> lean mass, lean mass. So I'm going to quickly summarize. Grading is not easy. It's not supposed to be easy. Not all your cards are gem mint. You don't open a pack full of gem mints. It's not like that. Um, you take your time. You, you, you saw the process now. Um, by the way, that doesn't mean you have to buy a NASA-backed, uh, uh, you know, friggin' microscope with the fucking halo light and just get put on your gloves. I've never, never even worn gloves, okay? <laughs> I, have, I, have like, I have like a 60 to 80% grading average across the companies. I don't wear my, I'm not, I'm not in like a hazmat suit holding these cards. Like, come on. Those aren't your grading glasses? These are my grading shades, and these, yeah. this is my grading hat, because everyone <laughs> knows Tops brings me so much good luck. Um, anyway, 
Um, so yeah, it's not easy. You need to put some effort into it. If you have 10 Beau Bichette tops rookie cards, look at each one. Don't just, I'm just going to toss them in. I know, I know people who just gather and toss. If you want to work it that way and spend your money stupidly, go for it. Grading is not supposed to be easy. That's just a quick summary. We will talk more about grading though. And hopefully when our submissions back, we'll be able to break it live on the air. Can't wait. All right, team. This is the, uh, this is the moment we've all been waiting for with respect to bringing fitness into the hobby. Today's topic of conversation when it comes to fitness is going to be the number one way to burn body fat. Like if I was going to burn body fat, what would I do first? But hold on. But Brendan, why? I think every time we talk about these fitness elements, we need to start from the top and starting from the top is how we got to where we are. Not me and you. How did people get to where we are? Okay. Let's face the reality. Okay. The average population, if we look at the population cross averages is not doing great. So I'm not going to indict or point out the hobby specifically. No. Although it's very easy to do so, there are stereotypes. They're not very nice. Um, you know, across the board from physical shape to being a nerd, I'm a nerd. I'm cool with it. Um, but look, the hobby has its share of health issues as well. Um, and, and if you go to any local show or anything like that, it's, it's there in front of your face. But I'm pointing out that's across the board anywhere you go. This could be a podcast about uh, train spotting. This could be a podcast uh, about uh, gardening, okay? Across the board, people are out of shape. So why is it important to the hobby? Uh, this is one of the more intensive sitting hobbies, in my opinion. You're sitting down with your buddies, you're breaking, you're cracking. Not everybody has all the energy in the world that you sometimes see on Instagram for, from some of these guys. Uh, we're mostly just sitting down, okay? And um, that's why this is relevant. We're, we're in lockdown. Uh, we're eating badly to begin with, and it's getting worse. We have bad habits going on. There are a lot of references to drinking alcohol whenever I'm in a break. I don't drink alcohol. That's not my particular vice. Um, but uh, these are all factors that affect our weight. And uh, if we have a lot of body fat, we are not at optimal performance in any way, shape, or form. A lot of us also play sports. So we can improve our sports. We can improve our overall health by being smart about how we, how we eat and, and how we take care of ourselves. Now, if you're throwing it to me first, I am going to throw it back to you very quickly. I, I'm going to tell you that uh, I'm going to just throw the basic stuff that helps out. Maybe you can get on top of that. Yeah, man, of course. Uh, I know that you've recently uh, done some uh, nutrition uh, education uh, that is, adds another layer to what you already had. So you're really yeah, on man. top of things. Uh, but I'll tell you this, we need to be drinking more water to the tune of two to three liters a day. So rather than having a soda, uh, by your side all the time, have that glass of water, a bottle of water that you can carry around with you, that you can take to the shops, that you can take on your Walmart adventures, that you can have near you when you're breaking, all that sort of thing. Drink the water. It makes a miraculous difference. I'm telling you right now. Eat throughout the day. Try to avoid those massive meals. If we don't have a meal in the morning, I'm not a big, necessary, necessarily a big proponent of the breakfast, but yeah. I personally love breakfast. But if, if you're skipping large amounts of time, you're, it stands to reason you're going to have unreasonably large meals, eat throughout the day, stay high protein, um, have some vegetables. I'm, I'm trying to talk about things that are easily acquirable. I'm not going to tell you to get on some sort of crazy diet. What are, um, what are your, your best suggestions for protein sources? The, the, listen, protein sources are probably ones that we're already aware of are great. You want them to be varied. This is something I learned in life. Having, having been really stuck on eggs and, and chicken breasts, you want to vary them. So I, I, in my fridge right now, I, I always have a steak every week uh, for a treat uh, on a day like today, for example, I'm having a wonderful time with Coach Co. I just watched the UFC show. This is totally a steak night. Um, I've got ground turkey because I make turkey patties. I've got the uh, chicken breast, which I usually prepare in a slow cooker with salsa. It's a very easy recipe. So I always have chicken and Tupperware. Um, Veal, things like this, like whatever, whatever you can get your hands on. Eggs, obviously, are a very easy thing. You go, I go out to my local uh, grocery store and I get one of those like 25 packs. Um, so I've always got eggs, uh, fish. I, I generally eat frozen fish. I know I'm taking a shortcut there, but I just don't have any good local sources. I'm sure other um, people like that too, man. Yeah. And again, it's just having that stuff available so you don't catch yourself with your pants down and you're 
Although you probably do have your pants down when you're on Uber Eats, right? Because that's the ultimate. You want to go George Costanza and, and enjoy it all. You want to be like, have you ever try to rip a pack while your pants are off and you're making an Uber Eats order? Because that's the trifecta. All right. So yeah, so that's, that's where I'm coming from is the basics uh, is a lot changes if you're suddenly drinking more water and less soda and you're suddenly eating more protein and less sugar. Take it from there in terms of what other things can help, Brenda. Yeah, I think anytime you're trying to make changes, the first thing you should keep in mind is why you want to make the change in the first place. Because I, I, I talk to a lot of people who they, they said they're, they're really excited to make changes and their why, and I say like discover your why, their why is like they want, you know, girls to look at them or boy or guys to look at them or whatever the case may be, right? Like it needs to be pretty damn specific. You need to know exactly why you're going to force yourself to eat well, even on those days that you feel like shit. If you want better yeah. energy, then this needs to be something that you work on every single damn day. And the reason you want more energy is maybe to play with your kids, maybe to, you know, uh, have a longer life to actually spend time with your significant others. You know, it's, it's much deeper than just wanting more energy and just leaving it at that. I'd highly encourage you to actually go deep into yourself. And this sounds extremely cheesy, but I really don't care. Because you need to figure out exactly why you're unhappy with the way that you are. Because if you're, if you're happy with the way you are, then that's cool. That's 100% cool. And don't let anybody tell you that you need to change something. Okay? So, but if you're not, then you need to figure out truly why. And uh, another good. thing I think that you know, people should really focusing on is finding a way to become more active, even on like a less than exercise perspective, right? Like you have no idea how much it means to be able to get up out of your chair and go for a walk every now and then. Don't discredit the little things like that. Like it is, you know, it, it it's, it's imperative that you go for walks. It's imperative that you do your best to move around as much as possible. Like, don't just be like, I can't go to the gym or, you know, it's raining outside, so I'm not going to go for a walk, so I'm not going to exercise at all. Like, you, you have ample opportunity to – every little bit helps. So yeah. – um, and then my I, final I, point with – okay, go for it. Go for it. I was just going to throw in before your yeah. final point. That's yeah. just – that is – it's an overlooked piece of advice that makes a lot of sense. Um, it might sound like a cliche or like I'm talking down to someone when I tell them, take the stairs instead of the escalator. Um, move around. Anybody that knows me and look, Brendan, you and I, we work out. We are high energy. We're high metabolic functioning creatures, constantly moving and twitching. And that's great because that burns calories. Um, I, I, I broke a, a box yesterday. I broke half the box, did some push-ups because I was amped about the first half of the box and just constantly moved around. Okay. Um, I, I have some things going on at the same time, have some cooking going on. Um, we're in smaller spaces. We're locked down. Move, move around. So yeah, Cartel, you you bring up some crazy important points. And for those of you who notice a difference in the audio quality, you can blame my damn headphones for dying on me. But uh, I assure you, it's probably not going to happen again. The final point I want to make, if you're trying to lose body fat, is let's stop using the damn word diet, please, because I feel like diet has this negative connotation to it, where like you're inevitably gonna stop doing it right and if this is actually gonna work i don't want to hear some bullshit story about how you lost 10 pounds in six months and you felt great i want to hear about the story six years from now 10 years from now about how you've kept 15 pounds off you know what i mean like and like let's start making it more of a lifestyle choice rather than like a momentary thing where like it's trendy or you know it helps you get from point a to point b because let me tell you something it'll just keep it'll keep happening and it'll turn into this vicious cycle where you're more miserable than ever because then you're just looking back on on how fit you were or you know all 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 the success and achievements that you were accomplished as a result of like your fat loss as opposed to like it's about the process, man. And it's kind of the same thing with cards to a certain extent, where like, you can't think about, you know, taking an L on a card or, 
you know, maybe buying too high on a card and being like, oh, I'm never going to be able to resell this thing. Like it's about the process and there's going to be bumps in the road. And just know that like, if you, if you educate yourself, if you put in the work, like 99% of the time you get the results. Yeah. I guess the, it, there, there's, there's not enough made of the long-term hold versus the quick flips, which is all the rage these days. And in the fitness industry, all the rage is some sort of get, get fit quick scheme. Uh, guys, that it doesn't work. I'm telling you right now, it's a journey of many steps. Like Brent, like uh, Brendan just said, um, don't put pressure on yourselves. Find like-minded people. That's really important because if your buddies that you're breaking with and your buddies that you're collecting with are all a bunch of slobs and eating horribly, you're not going to get anywhere being surrounded by that. Um, which is not to say boot them all to the side, but yeah. just focus on your buddies that maybe are a little healthier and at least down to get healthier. So yeah. you guys can do that together. Um, you know, Joe Rogan and his crew, they used to do sober October. If they could do sober October and it's that crew of drug users, I, that sounds horrible. They're not drug like, users, but oh. they're guys that enjoy their drugs. Um, like Matt. If they can do that, you can do a, you know, uh, a healthy January. Yeah. Whatever it is, buddies can help one another out in that sense. So it is a journey of many steps. You got to start. Don't put the pressure on yourself. Cut out the bad stuff. Let the good stuff fill up the table while the bad stuff slides off. It's all about a support system. And uh, you definitely have that here in uh, Coach Co and the Cardboard Cartel. So if you guys ever need someone to help support you guys through your fat, fat loss journey, your, you know, whatever the damn goals are, it doesn't have to be just fat loss. doesn't have to be weight loss. Shoot us a message, man. Shoot us a message. Comment on our damn videos. Well, like we're here to help honest, honestly. So. Yeah. And we're looking to, we're, lo we're going to be looking to field Q and A's when it comes to cards or fitness. Wow. And we are available 24 seven on Instagram sports card, cartel coach, co K O E collectibles. Awesome. We do. So we're into so, the we're into the cartel corner now. Yeah, we can get about that. The cartel corner, although I feel like we kind of crossed into the cartel corner when we were talking about the basics when it comes to the hobby. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, what I have to talk about, what are you know, buying right now? What's what's your number one buy right now? Here at the cartel corner, it's very simple. The number one buy right now is having to do with taking a look back at the baseball season. Uh, obviously, I am prominently involved in hockey. You can tell that by the content of my page and the fact that I'm Canadian. But uh, I've gone heavily into baseball. And Brendan, you know that when, when, when we were working together, I wasn't much of a baseball guy. Yeah, I treated it the same way I kind of treated football and other sports I, I wasn't really into. Um, I was aware vaguely of what was going on, and I was aware vaguely of Mike Trout. Uh, it's these last few rookie classes that have made me so excited about baseball. I'm not the only one. Yeah. Uh, and, it's, and it's a big uh, renaissance for me. I was a baseball player when I was younger. I was a fielder, a pitcher. I had no I idea. Really enjoyed it. I loved the Blue Jays. I loved the, the uh, old school Montreal Expos. I was a big Red Sox fan. I loved Mike Greenwell and Roger Clemens. I'm back into it now because of these new rookie crops. And guys, the 2020 rookie crop is astounding. It, it was astounding before Randy Rosarena inserted yeah. himself into the conversation. It was outstanding well before any of that. And, um, you know, uh, it was it was even outstanding without Kyle Lewis breaking out uh, in the season. Because out of nowhere. People, yeah, because people were focusing on some blue chips like Jordan yeah. Alvarez, Gavin Lux, and Bo Bichette. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I am still stacking wherever I can find, uh, it's mostly retail that I find at a decent price. Uh, I don't think you're going to get a jumbo at a great price or anything like that. I'm buying it, I'm putting it away. And sometimes if I have a bit of an excess, I'm cracking it. Um, I'll, I'll give you a, a very quick example. I'm going to disappear from the screen for, for a moment here, but a really quick example would be when you crack a retail box of 2020 series one. Just going through the, I told you the, the, one of the nicer hits was the Grisham rainbow. I haven't seen uh, it But listen, yeah, the, the stack that I've got in front of me, and again, it's just from one 24 pack box. I'm going to name you these rookies. It's Grisham, Brendan McKay, who you're a big fan of, Zach Gallen, Bo Bichette, Jordan Alvarez, Dylan Cease, Gavin Lux, Dustin May. This is one box, guys. Uh, Kyle Lewis, uh, Sean Murphy, who turned it up for the athletics towards the end there. Austin Nola, very high on that guy. A Rosarena, Nick Solak, Aquino, who I love, the Punisher. I really hope he can turn it up next year. I think he will. Zardo, Nico Horner, Brousseau, 
there are a couple of SPs that I pulled um, and some of those Turkey Red rookie cards, Jordan Alvarez, Bo Bichette, etc. So the point I'm trying to make is it's, it's a great product to both open and put away. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I continue to be. I think it's going to one day rival the 2018 update rookie class. So series one, I'm very big on it. It got a lot of attention taken off of it when Lubov showed up in series two. It will have more attention taken off of it when update is out there. So I'm reminding people that it exists and it is a great pickup right now at the prices it's at. Guys, he has not stopped talking about it. And if he's not going to stop talking about it, then it's probably for a damn reason because this guy owns six goddamn Austin Matthews graded cards. And I, that might not sound that great to you, but let me tell you, that sounds like my heaven. <laughs> the young guns, yeah. Yeah, man. Crazy. Um, so before we finish this puppy off, um, we're going to go into coaches' gems. And I'm going to give you guys what I'm buying uh, before we, get, we, we let you guys go for the evening or for the, the morning or maybe talk a little bit about uh, the uh, like, as we mentioned, the baseball season and what yeah, some yeah. strategies are we're, there. We're intertwine them all. So Perfect. the one thing that uh, this is my first official collecting baseball season and um, what I'm buying right now is kind of related to that. So now that we're going into the off season, I've uh, poured a shit ton of money into, you know, graded cards, raw cards. We've even got a sub going, for those of you who don't know, sub means submission, submission to grading companies. I've got a bunch of really cool parallels and Bowman firsts and autos and a bunch of stuff. And uh, going into the off season, uh, there are pretty much like, I, I, I categorize them into two things. The first being the elites, rookies, uh, the ones that people kind of forgot about specifically and i don't even know why i'm telling you guys this so get ready louis robert's uh bowman firsts are like i don't know why people aren't just buying these by the boat um here you are talking about a guy who has hit he i think he hit 12 home runs last year he might have hit 233 but he was on a tear for like two months he slumped badly at the end so the fact that he still hit 233 and 12 jacks Oh, by the way, he also stole nine bases, all right? So those numbers are good for like 35 jacks, 29 stolen bases over 162. Man, that's a pretty damn good rookie year. Um, not only that, but the Bowman first is pretty unique. It, it pictures him um, at the podium. He's not playing. There's no – he's not like – he's not on the field. He's actually just like – it's a really cool headshot. And I feel like if yeah. he – has this the trajectory that everyone thinks he's going to have and i personally think he's going to have that could be a very iconic card moving forward because there's very few cards that are made like that yeah no i agree with you yeah and and you know the the base rookies tend to be the same kind of uh, batting stance and that sort of thing for sure yeah and uh a lot of the bowman firsts and you're already on top of uh, a lot of these uh you know if people want to invest in wander franco sure go for the rookie cards when they hit, they, they might even hit in the upcoming update, but the firsts are right there. And uh, I think they're very reasonably priced him and Julio Rodriguez from 2019. I think those are, I think, I think right Lubob is actually cheaper than Julio right now, man. There you go. And then like, we're talking, we're talking already had major league experience in a strange season. Let's not forget versus has not had. Uh, if you don't mind me hijacking things just very quickly here, before we sign off, we have some, literal um you know live action going on in the sports card market and what that is is on ebay we have uh the only habib Nurmagomedov rookie card that's up right now uh if people follow my instagram at sports card cartel that's one of my latest posts um this is a card that was tracking to be a thousand dollars tops uh i believe was the previous sale uh it's the it's the uh 2014 tops knockout autograph number to 149 on card autograph it is now sitting with three hours and 45 minutes in the auction remaining at 2275 us dollars this exceeds the prediction i made even after right after he won i predicted 1500 it was sitting at about eight nine hundred it cracked a thousand it's now sitting at 2275 dollars um the ufc there is no more of a diverse sport in my mind there is no more of a worldwide setting for a sport 
even taking into account soccer, Brendan, I know you're high on soccer. And I think that for many reasons you should be, but just if you take a look at what's going on in the UFC, just take a look at the rankings, for example, and take a look at those flags, take a look at the diversity that's there. Um, this is something that may pop off. I don't know if Gary V has been on top of it yet. I heard he made some mention. They've got very, what's that? He's been mentioning wrestling. Wrestling. Interesting. I'm fairly certain he just signed a UFC fighter. Who's the, oh, to like, to some sort of marketing campaign or uh, Vayner sports. Interesting. Yeah. Listen, the UFC has very marketable guys right now. There was a big concern that there was a void after Conor McGregor's heyday. Israel Adesanya is a champion right now. Habib. Um, there are some big names coming up. Uh, I think Francis Ngannou has huge potential as like a mainstream superstar. You might want to start looking at UFC cards. The only one thing that I know has prevented it up to this point is it's not a team sport. These guys are only fighting once every three months or so. There's so much hinges on a win or a loss. Very interesting update with Habib is he kind of retired after the fight. I don't know if I believe it. He's 29 and 0. Uh, Mayweather came back for 50 and 0. Would Habib come back for 30 and 0 against GSP? I don't think money will sway him. He's not a very uh, he's not a very uh, money oriented guy. Um, but someone is about to spend almost three thousand dollars on this Habib card. I don't know where it's going to go. I'm, I'm obviously as an owner of the card. I am watching carefully. I don't know where this is going to end up in the next three hours. I, I have, yeah, well, I, I posted that on, uh, I posted my Habib. So really? I'm not the owner of this card. I have a Habib. I have the exact card. So yeah. I'm watching very carefully. I've never seen it sell for more than a thousand. I'm used to it selling in the $400, $500 range. It'd be very interesting to see how people are going to approach this, given that he said he was retiring, potentially as the greatest of all time. Um, we're we're going to have to see how that goes. But that's yeah. some interesting live action as we are. Why you need to listen to this ageless dragon over here because let me tell you he's got just some absolute steals on him absolutely man so uh guys we are going to be coming up with some guests shortly we're going to be coming up with some perhaps some giveaways brendan something like that 100 down you know i'm always going to give away we want this to be interactive. As Brendan mentioned before, give us a shout, give us a message, uh, give us some feedback. We love to hear it. We loved all the feedback to the first uh, podcast. We heard that people want more fitness. We are going to slowly track that up, up, up. So you're getting even more fitness. Damn you guys right. are learning how to, how to combine your hobby with being healthier. What could be better? Nothing, man. Get fit while you're fitting stacks in your pocket. Wu-Tang as well forever, guys. <laughs> All right, team. I want you guys to have a wonderful, wonderful day. Keep empowering others. Enjoy the hobby, please. And uh, Tops, cost, get your shit together. Get your shit together, Tops. Cost nothing to subscribe. So hit that subscribe button, like, comment, share with your friends. We're out. Peace. Take care.